Welcome back what to Fogarty at four. Drive. Lever Sage Graham Creech, Steve Bunda, Fogarty at four. Staple of Steve Bunda. I had to know this was coming. It's hard so, to pick a song today, but. It's a one day only TSN weekend reunion. We didn't do a lot of need to knows during TSN weekend. But Creature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But Creature, you're right up for it here. Oh, uh, we're going to begin with the players. Mm-hmm. Round two Christian Bezadenhout, the uh, leader uh, with a one shot lead over. I'll get to that in a second, but he's seven under, three under through 12 to be 70, seven under so far for the tournament. Colin Morikawa is six under, and so is Adam Svensson, who's T2. Okay. Oh, no. He just, uh... <laughs> oh, no. No, that's good. I was going to say, so hold I, I, on. His name disappeared from my sheet, and I thought it was a bad thing. Nope. T1, Adam Svensson. Three under through ten today. Come Let's go, on. baby. Also, good day. Uh, well, good start to the tournament so far for Taylor Pendrith, who T8 at uh, minus four. Adam Hadwin also in the red at uh, three under par for the tournament. Nick Taylor is three over, as is Corey Connors. Mackenzie Hughes is plus four. That's at the players, just outside Jacksonville, where everything's coming up. Jacksonville. I actually have a picture. I drove right by the course. And took a picture of the sign outside when I was there last month or two months ago, whenever it was. And I had a pretty good feeling that they weren't going to open the gate for me mm. as I pulled up. So I kept kept driving by. But it was cool to see, though. To the sense, they're on the ice. Uh, well, they just got off the ice in Vancouver for uh, from practice today after, you know what, fighting through it. Gritting out a, a beauty win in Seattle last night. They're mm-hmm. on to Vancouver tomorrow. Same practice lines as the game's. As the game that you saw last night, so uh, or the lines you saw in the game last night, so meaning obviously Patrick Brown's going to stay in when he scores his uh, first goal as a send in his first game. But I think a lot of what the fan base was debating about Branstrom coming out of the lineup, Holden a couple assists last night stays in with Chikrin, It looks like, uh, and uh, DJ Smith says we stayed with it last night when they scored and came back. No panic on our bench. Speaking of sends related items, kind of a boring out of town scoreboard in the NHL, like. Two games, Panthers, Hawks, Flames, Ducks. It's kind of meh. I always love having a, a fun, exciting out-of-town scoreboard mm-hmm. with like eight games. Like last night was 15 good. games or something. Yeah. But at least Panthers, you can check in on uh, what they do against the Blackhawks. So rooting for Chicago to play spoiler a little bit as uh, Florida tied with Ottawa 70 points, but they've played one more game. and It'll be two after this evening. Meanwhile, in uh, Philadelphia, Fletcher is out. Chuck Fletcher fired as GM and president of hockey ops with the Flyers. Uh, Danielle Briere will take his spot on an interim basis, see if that becomes something permanent. But uh, Danny Briere's name's come up a lot uh, lately, especially thinking back to the Montreal situation. Um, but Philadelphia finally appears ready for kind of a rebuild mode. I think they've needed to do it for about a decade now. Yeah, uh, Looks like uh, they might be on their way to doing that. U-Sports hoops. On the men's side today, uh, number three, Carlton, survives UQAM uh, 73-71. So they're off to the semifinals at the final eight. And who will they play, Lever Sage? I think it's over. It's been on 20, 23 seconds left in the fourth quarter for 10 minutes yeah. for me on the U Sports website. It's all over. But uh, Ottawa, 
91-70 is the latest score yep. that I have. That's the finish. Uh, so 21-point victory sets up a Ottawa battle in the semifinal. GG's, Ravens, let's go. That's awesome. And uh, I believe that game will be 6 o'clock Atlantic time, 5 o'clock Eastern tomorrow with Carleton and Ottawa in the national semifinals. And I could tell you, uh, at the Briar, big W for WC1. 8-5 winners uh, over Northern Ontario. You know what that means. WC1? Hang on. Don't tell me what it means yet. Because i got to also say Ontario, down on their last rock, comes back to steal two. Oh, no, it wouldn't have been steal two. But they, they, they take two points when they were down 8-7 to win 9-8. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean for Ontario and WC1? Leverage? First of all, what a shot from Mike McEwen. Um, battling against two rocks. Was able to get both of them out and keep his own in for the two points and to beat Kevin Cooey. So what it means is page playoffs start tonight. And Mike McEwen's Ontario rink in the final four will go up against Team Canada and Brad Gushu. And then also at 7 o'clock will be Brendan Botcher in WC1. That's his team. Brendan Botcher will go up against uh, Matt Dunstone in his Manitoba rank. I just wanted a WC1 versus WC2 matchup for you. Well, we didn't get it this time. I've heard some people got some texts coming in, both a 12-1200 and uh, personally about they should go Alberta 2, Manitoba 2, something like that. But I don't like it. I think it diminishes it a little bit for the team that might be the second-best team in the entire country in Brandon Botcher. And suddenly they're like, well, they're the second team in Alberta. Do they? People say, do they really deserve it? I'm not sure people would know who that is. So I know there was one text in here, too. Usually I don't read the ones that, that bother me. <laughs> but, Lee, if somebody's literally watching curling right now, they already know who the wildcard teams are. They're not trying to bring in new viewers at this point. In this stage of the season. Billy in Orleans on his way to CP to St. James's Gate. Why does that bother you? Why does it bother me? Because at no point ever should you be satisfied with the people that you have and not trying to at least think about bringing in new viewers. At no point should that ever happen. You can't just say who's watching. Oh, well, it's just the people who are going to watch, and they already know, so we won't even try. I no. agree with you. That's just not getting under, under my skin. Well, curling matters, Graham, to me. And I want everybody. Kick rocks, Billy. To be a part Lee. of it. Although I do like St. James's Gate in CP. Because I can get a little Irish sometimes. We, and, know, we know that you have the ability to and, go Irish. And a little Irish bar in Carlton Place. So I like it a lot. I know my daughter's selling, celebrating St. Patty's Day today at school. Because next week is March break. March break. How about St. Patty's Day on a Friday next week? Maybe Friday. Yeah. But I feel like Friday, if you could pick, if you are one of those that participates in St. Patrick's Day and kind of goes out and Spends the day. Would you pick Friday to be the day that it falls on? 100%. Yeah, feels like it. Need two days to recover after (laughs) 
drinking 30 Guinnesses and all the green beer you can. Two days to recover now. At least. See, you're... No, he's getting old. Getting a little older. Oh, no. Buns is getting you up there. used to be able to recover a little earlier, Bunda. Yeah, maybe when I was 25. Not now. Like last year. I still kind of view Buns as 25. Exactly. Not like in a negative way or no, anything. I just, just... That's... He was a young pup when he came in. <laughs> Starting to catch you now, creature. Going to be 32 soon. Now, what's the deal with your Andy Reid shirts the last, like, two weeks? Well... I just wore this one today because it's kind of fun. Well, you had a. I did kind of request that he continues this the theme. Hawaiian shirts. Um, <laughs> he had a. I think it was a Savannah Bananas shirt on the, the other day because you said that you got it from your mom that brought it back from just outside Savannah. And it was a shirt full of bananas on it. Yeah. So I'm assuming it was the colors of the Savannah Bananas, the baseball team, the blue and yellow. So. Kind of feel like it was a Savannah Bananas Hawaiian shirt. And I got this one on today. Like, what's what's going on? Just trying to have some fun, keeping it fun and loose on a Friday, boys. It's, uh, yeah, mom brought me home a couple of these fun shirts. So why not rock them on a nice nice day, right? We got some good weather coming up. Trying to think positively. Guaranteed good energy when Buns is here. It's impossible. Guaranteed. You, you know, have to have them. You know what my favorite part is? Is, oh, I just, I just rock this shirt just to be fun. Lee needs it to like pretend he's Zen Lee, right? He just came back from vacation. <laughs> the shot well, I was Zen Lee. There's no such I, thing as Zen Lee. No, it's there a, is. Thank you. No, it's Thank just you. a figment of his imagination. No, I'm gonna dis- nailed it. Tries gonna, to pretend no, it's Zen Lee. Gonna disagree with you. No, there's, there's no, there's no thing. <laughs> Zen Lee was here for a couple of days after vacation. I can tell you, I was maybe here. a couple minutes, but it didn't last as long as I I would have hoped. Well, You're telling you... yourself and the listeners there was this Zen Lee. Then where's your, where's your fun shirts, Lee? I know you own a couple of fun. I have a pretty fun shirt on right now. Ah, come on. You wear wrestling shirts like 363 days of the year. It was the best. I did an event a couple of weeks ago where I, I dressed up for it and a couple of people were has like. Has he seen the gif? I don't know if he has. I oh, have not. you seen the gif? What of Mendez created a gif. Did he? Oh. You've seen it. I you know. get tripped relentlessly for <laughs> I'm it. Try, I'm trying to avoid it. <laughs> See, but, he's not Zen Lee. No, because I went to an event and I'm participating in the event, but I dressed up a little bit and suddenly I'm watching a gif of myself in a group text <laughs> before the news is actually on and it's from the news. And it's like, how did this get on the group text before the news aired? Uh, I can promise it's probably not better than his elf gif but anyway there's the gif of him dancing which is like hilarious dance moves we need to i think we should get it out on the twitter feed so the listeners can see what uh what we're referring to Uh, yeah i only think that i wasn't dancing i was warming up for the coldest night of the year walk that was going through the warm-up with the people that were leading the warm-up i was just participating in the event and then there's this other awesome image that somebody captured of Lee on the mic pointing at somebody. Ty's riding a little bit high, too, and but Lee's into oh, it. Oh, yeah, I've seen that Yeah, one. it's so good. And then Lee visited here. He stopped in on his way uh, leaving the event, and he's like, here, send send this to Ian. And send, send it to the group, but send it to Ian first so he knows it's for him. Yeah. And he posed giving <laughs> me the the double bird. Oh, yeah. Because Ian was... created the dancing gif. Yeah. The, you, you used to call yourself Three Versage for... Your, your basketball hooping ability, and at one time at a Capitol Hoops, you uh, oh, rain in bricks from uh, beyond the oh. arc. And 
Ian captured one, that one in gift brick form? Of, one brick in my whole life, and now it, that Whole thing. life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With that stroke? I don't know, man. And then, I don't know if you remember, back to the TSN weekend days, we were giving out a prize at one of our football parties in the back lot, and we were in the bed of the TSN 1200 tailgater truck. Yeah. And Lee used the step stool to get uh, off the truck. So Ian <laughs> looped that as well. <laughs> So it was like he, Lee was getting lit up. That it was day. a well-deserved double bird. Oh, I can yeah, tell you that it was. Uh, well, that's fun. We know people like to make a chicken with a can of beer for flavor, but I'm curious what Steve Bunda thinks about barbecue chicken-flavored beer. It's a need-to-know situation here for Matt. Need to try it. I can tell you that Got before that I can right. make my decision. I need but, to try that too. Yeah, but I'm, Not I'm but, down to try it. Yeah. I'm down to try it, Matt. There's got to be some kind of like buffalo wing beer or something. I haven't really seen you would have seen something like that on the market. I've had a sriracha flavored beer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah uh, a lot yeah. of chili, but a lot of chili like spicy. Exactly. One so there's the... got to be some kind of like buffalo wing. Well, I'm just saying I haven't seen it. Mm. There probably is. I haven't seen it. I've had a lot of good what I would call spicy beers. Speaking of beers in Bunda, mm-hmm. Uncle Smokey has texted in. I'm pumped to hear the that, big is, dog. Is that Trevor? That wants all the smoke? Trevor Harris? He wants the smoke? I did not know where you were going there. I'm like, who's Trevor? Well, Trevor wants the smoke. Trevor wants the smoke. <laughs> Your guy. <laughs> I'll Trev- continue. Trevor from Corey and Trevor's convenience That's store? what I thought he was referring to at first. I'm like, does he think this is the Trailer Park Boys text? Uh, Uncle Smokey texts in, I'm pumped to hear the big dog back on TSN 1200. Might celebrate by having six Bush Light or Bud Light tall boys. I love them from Uncle Smokey, who's happy Bunda's back. Can I just tell you guys, and you guys probably knew this, but I just need to get it out again. The Do you like Dr. Pepper? I do. Occasionally. Like I'll Okay. But you like like if like the drink, Dr. Yes. Pepper, yeah. You have a Dr. Pepper, do you like it? Yeah. If you had it. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know this necessarily, but got told that if you put some Di Sirono, Amaretto, into a Corona or a Cerveza, it doesn't have to be Corona, but a Cerveza, that tastes exactly like Dr. Pepper. And I'm like, I guess, but it probably doesn't, right? Oh, my God. Like, exactly like a Dr. Pepper. It's incredible. It's your new go-to Friday it, drink? It is. It's probably the last one of the night because you're mixing some things and Probably don't need to do that all night long. It's never good to mix things, Lee. No, but as a last one, I'm telling you, out of this world. Di Serrano and Corona together making a Dr. Pepper. Leave you with that. As Steve Bunda does traffic and weather, Mitchell White coming up on the other side of the drive on TSN 1200. Welcome back to the drive. TSN weekend. One day only recall. Lee Versage, Graham Creech, and Steve Bunda. Been really good with the music here, Steve. What am I missing that just happened? A- at here? least until now. What? He, what happened? He put the fader down oh. thinking I was going to talk, but I wasn't. And so the music came on. You had put, your mic on. And then so he you were the, going to talk. And then he put the fader down and it was down for a while. And he realized, oh, my, Lee's not talking. And he put it right back up again. <laughs> so we got some different volumes. There you go. I like how you <laughs> made the mistake, but instead of instead of getting out of it, you just let the whole thing play. <laughs> Let's go to the Gabriel Pizza hotline and bring on one of our 
good friends of TSN Week. He's still our good friend, but we haven't talked to him in a while. He was on TSN Weekend all the time. Uh, former CFLer, now coach in, I think, 22 different teams in the last four years, Mitchell White. Is that right? <laughs> almost, man. Almost, man. Give or take. But, no, nah, thanks for having me. How you doing? Um, it's exciting, man. I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm happy we got the band back together, man. I had to come back for that one. Exactly. Well, we we haven't been together in a long, long time. So we did a couple of callbacks, and your name, of course, right at the top of the list. Uh, tell people what you're doing right now. <laughs> Man, uh, you know what? You are right. It's been a lot of different universities and institutions over the last few years. But, uh, you know, currently I'm, I'm at Utah State University in Logan, Utah. So uh, I'm really I'm looking at the mountains right now, man. It's just a beautiful sight. Uh, you know, Dion always says, like, out in Colorado, he's like, it's not cold. And it really is not cold, man. There's a whole bunch of snow on the ground. But uh, it is not cold. There's no humidity here. So it's a great location. Um but before that, I was down in Texas, what everybody calls East Texas or Beast Texas, uh, at uh, Stephen F. Austin University um, over in Nacogdoches, Texas, which was an amazing experience with Coach Carthel. And, and then before that, I was in Cleveland, Ohio at Notre Dame, uh, or Notre Dame College, uh, dead center in Cleveland. It was awesome, man, awesome experience uh, working for Coach Mano, who's now out here at the head coach of, at Weaver State University, which is like 30 minutes down the road from me. So it's kind of you know, it's a it's a big country, big 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 world, but a small world at the same time, man. But he's just he's been um, you know very blessed and fortunate to kind of have opportunities and being able to go see the world, man. Obviously, sounds like you're you're a very busy man. You still have family connections to Ottawa, right? Like, are you ever in Ottawa still? Uh, every now and then. Oh no doubt, man. That's a. Uh, you know, I say it all the time. So my wife uh, is is was born and raised in Ottawa. So Ottawa is like a second home for us, and like. You know, I always say it. I'm, I'm one of those guys who are like, man, th- this year is the best year that you know I've ever that I've ever lived, right? But the 2016 year, man, that's that's a hard one to beat. You know, what I mean, that's where I met my wife. We won the Grey Cup. You know, probably played the best football I ever played in my life. And um, so it's a special place for our family. Um, and and so we try to get back as much as we can for sure. Now, Mitch, you brought up like coaching at all these different schools. What's that process like when you, you try and get used to coaching all these young guys and you're doing recruiting and then you're kind of moving around too? How do you kind of keep uh, keep yourself kind of grounded but uh, able to be focused when you got so much going on in your life but then you're also responsible for coaching young kids at, at, you know, at a high school level and then at the college level? Yeah, yeah, it, it's tough. It's, it, you know, there's good sides and bad sides of every profession and the, the, the crappy side is that there's a lot of turnover, you know, as players now, especially with the transfer portal, and then also um, as coaches. So, you know, one thing that I always try to do, and, and this is kind of who I, is, is just be who you are, man, and, and always, I always try to make genuine connections. Um, you know, I learned a little bit of that through my pro career because, I, you know, I bounced around a lot as a, pro, as a professional football player as well. So, you know, it, it kind of went hand in hand. I tell our, all our young guys, you know, you say you want to go play professional football, right? Well, you know, you're either going to another team and learning a new offense or defense or someone's coming in and learning you. You know what I mean? And that's it's just part of the profession, now, part of the sport. Um, but, you know, I think one thing that is consistent is, you know, people don't forget how you made them feel and people don't forget how you treated them. So if you treat everybody with respect and you make them feel good and you genuinely care about their well-being and, um, you know, it's a it's a – you know, people will remember that about you. And and that's why I love this business, man, is because I get to be a servant for these kids, man. I, you know, I was, a, I was okay as a player, you know, that 
that was one of the, 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 the curses of this profession is you get to look back at yourself and be like, wow, I wasn't really that good. You know, I used to think I was that great. But, uh, but then you, you, you see a kid and you're like, man, he's good. He's got something. And to help that kid get to that next step is, uh, it's, really an, it's really a blessing to be able to do that. You're being a little bit hard on yourself, a really good player <laughs> in, in the Canadian Football League. Uh, you mentioned with the Red Blacks. Uh, coincidentally, uh, they haven't been that good since you left either. So it's been a long time. So we're trying to get back to uh, here in the <laughs> CFL that, that, that they're doing well. I think one of the things that's overlooked here, we're just talking about the amount of work that seems to be on your plate. Because when you are the pass game coordinator and then the safety coach, you're working all sides of the ball. Like this, this is work all the time. Oh, and by the way, you're a father mm-hmm. of four. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right, man. I, I'll tell you this, and I and I remind my wife of it every day. This thing don't go if she don't make. It. I mean, she makes the, the the show happen. Um, she's she's able to be, I think, the mother of the year all the time. Um, she does a lot for our family, so you know it's able. It it, it allows me to be able to kind of hone in and and really just learn the game because, you know, I want to make sure, you know, I'm always a student of the game. I want to learn new things, learn from new people. And, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's an investment. You got to invest time. And, uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly a juggling act a little bit, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm very, like I said, man, I'm just so fortunate because I got a, you know, amazing family, amazing wife, and I love what I do. So I think, you know, I'm in that weird spot called the matrix where like, you know, you're kind of like operating smoothly on all cylinders. So, you know, I don't want to jinx it. You, you said what you, you kind of, when you're teaching and, and working with all these these uh, young athletes, you, you learn a little bit about yourself as a player. But what have you learned about yourself as a coach in terms of what your strengths are and, and what you would ultimately, like what, what your goals are, what you'd ultimately like to do uh, in a coaching, uh, at a coaching level? You know what, man? That's a that's a great question uh, because as a player, it, it is hard to be a coach um, because things that you that were so natural maybe to you are not always so natural or weren't always so natural. You have to learn them, or, and then you have to teach them. Um, so you know, early on in my career, it was a lot of things. Like, well, why don't you just go and do this? But you know, you have that realization as a coach where like, well, I have to teach him to recognize it first. And then I have to teach him what to do once he recognizes it. And then once he, and once I see him do it, then I can judge him on that. But I can't judge him right off the bat. So, you know, just really being patient and understanding the teaching progression and how and how human beings learn in general. Um, you, you know, I, you know, you don't always, you, you don't always have that. Uh, and, and then also, you know, you have your own your own biases, right? Like when I was a corner, you know, I was considered like a smaller corner, right? You know, even though I was six foot. Um, you know, now they, they got guys like six, four, six, three. So, you know, I had a bias. Like I was like, Hey man, I don't like six, three, six, four corners. Right. But now I'm a coach. And I'm like, shoot, man, if I got a six, three, six, four corner, that's great. You know what I mean? And so you have to, <laughs> you know, you have those, you have to drop a lot of biases and you really got to be a servant to people and servant to the game. And, um, and, and that's kind of, uh, you know, what I've learned the most about it for sure. Mitchell White joining us here on The Drive, now the pass game coordinator and safety coach at Utah State, but a uh, former Ottawa Red Black uh, CFLer and has moved on to a number of different schools in coaching. So where do you want this to go? Where, like, because being, you know, a, being a head coach, we know, is like a difficult thing, right? Because it's a manager of people and allowing some other coaches, as I'm sure you can talk about, to do their job, mm-hmm. uh, where you get to zone in on a couple of very specific things. So what do you want to do? You know what? Um, right now, you know, for me, 
I want to have the platform to really just touch people's lives. Um, right now, kids listen to me because I under, I know football, and I've you know probably been places that they want or aspire to go to. Um, so while I have their attention, how do I make them better people? How do I set them up through football to be the best person they can be, the best dad they can be, the best husband they can be? And and you know I know that sounds cliche, but it it really is, man. You had these kids for short, short you know, for for such short time. Um, and you want to leave them better than you found them. And so any platform for me that allows me to do that, I'm happy with, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I, I don't, I try to focus on right now, especially it's a new job, man. So you guys ask me right, you know, right out of, you know, right out of the gates, but I try to do the best job that I can where I'm at. And, and, uh, one thing that I say, especially in the world of NIL and transfer portal, man, don't chase the money, let the money chase you, you know, be who you are. And if you, if you do a good job, it'll come, everything that's supposed to come to you comes to you. And, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, and you know what? Take us through that transfer portal and uh, recruiting process. That you know, it, it was. It feels like it's getting wilder and wilder every off season. But you know, seeing now the NIL coming in and affecting students and wanting to go to certain schools to make more money. Uh, but what's that like for you too? Trying to get guys to come in and listen to you and not follow the money, but also just the whole idea of recruiting guys in general that are so young with you know ten to fifteen other schools all chasing them. Right, right. Well, you know, we're not the only ones going through the, going through it, right? Everybody in the country, everybody in football right now goes through it. What I think it, it really resembles professional football to me. Uh, and I guess there's a lot of similarities, I should say. And so for me, instead of making those, learning those business or learning the business of football at 23, 24 years old, when, when most kids learn, you know, college kids graduate and go on to the next level, now they're learning those mistakes and learning those uh business strategies at 18, 19 years old most of the time. And so, you know, with any business, you know, obviously it's all philosophy-based. For me, um, you know, I've made one decision in my life based off money and it didn't turn out well. Um, so that taught me for life, you know, it's important to know what you're going to make and what, what you can make, but at the same time, um, you got to be happy doing it. And you got to make sure that you have a, you know, an opportunity to grow. You have an opportunity to fail. You know, that's important because, um, you know, you're not going to be perfect. You're not going to bat a thousand all the time, especially 18, 19 years old. So, you know, I think trying to teach kids how to make moves um, to win the war and not the battle. Right. And it's hard because you got to think about this, man. Like, just think about the pressure that they're under. Some of these kids are coming from really disadvantaged situations in life. And if they know before, you know, hey, I can go into the portal and make $100,000. I can make X, Y, Z amount of money. Um that's a lot of stress for an 18 and 19 year old. I mean, Hey, now instantly you're the breadwinner of the family in some cases. Um, and to turn that down to say, you know what, I'll make more in the long run. If I stay here, I got a better, I'll make a better splash here. Um, you know, that's being savvy. That's being smart, right? You know, that's not taking the money or the shorthand money. So trying to teach kids, and that's an example, but trying to teach kids, um, you know, of how to, how to maneuver as best you can, you know, again, it's, it's forever evolving. So, you know, I, I you quickly get outdated, but yes, that's, that's the, that, that is the stressful. That's the teaching points that I try to, to push. When we first met you in studio, like with the first time you came in uh, for about an hour or something, you could kind of, I remember earlier in this segment, you talked about what people remember you for. And uh, like I remember the, the charisma you brought and just how good of a guy you, you were. And you could just, I didn't know much about you before that day. And I was like, man, that that's a great dude. And and it was, and you brought a lot of, of energy and excitement to the show, um, and, and now you're talking about the make the difference that you're making or you're trying to make in these kids' lives. 
Does it make you like, have mm-hmm. you thought back to certain coaches that uh, made a difference for you that maybe like you appreciated at the time, but now maybe even more so? Oh, no doubt. There's no doubt about it, man. I had some of the best coaching experiences in the CFL. You know, Mark Tressman is a guy that I rely on very heavily and just in terms of life. I mean, he's one of the best coaches and I had him for a short time. I mean, I'm talking about, I think it was, you know, about you know eight to 10 weeks we were together but that relationship, because he was so genuine and because he treated me with so much respect, um, you know, it, it just stuck with me. And it's a lifelong relationship. You know, I can go down the line, man. I mean, I had a really good college football coach, Harlan Barnett, who I still talk to to this day and fortunate enough to have that relationship. And I just remember those guys saying, like, hey, we are in this business to create lifelong relationships. And if I can return that favor to just one kid or, you know, every kid I, every kid I come in contact with, hey, use me as a reference. Hey, call me when you need some career advice. Hey, call me. Uh, make sure you invite me to your wedding. You know, whatever it is, man, that, that, that's what it, is the real reward of this whole thing. But, um, yeah, man, I, you, know, you know, very rarely. I was very lucky, man. I had, some, I had good coaches along the way. And, you know, I, I will forever be grateful to the CFL because uh, it, it really rejuvenized my love for the game um, just, just in terms of the people you know, dealing with you guys, man, you guys were so – it was such a great experience at Ottawa. And I really mean it. It's a special place. You know, Bob Dice, I'm so excited to see what he does because he's a guy that I remember – he was a special teams coordinator in 2016. And the the amount of respect he had from all players, just because of the way he treated and carried himself from a day-to-day basis, he made people play hard for him. And he didn't have to – he's not – I don't think he's the most – Loud, the loudest guy in the room by any means, if you guys have ever been in the room with him. He, but he just carries that amount of respect um, because of the way he is. And and so I'm excited to see how he gets that thing going. And I'll be watching closely for sure. Yeah, and maybe just a little bit more on that, Mitch. And just, you know, for a lot of fans, we, we've seen Bob Dice on the sidelines as the special teams coordinator. But, you know, what to mm-hmm. expect from him as a head coach. And, you know, you hear from players all the time. He just They always say they'll go through a brick wall for him. But, you know, how much does he mean to you just for what you've seen uh, in the in the room, but just for some of the players that are going to, you know, experience this full season of uh, him as the head coach this time? Because last time he had a, uh, in, a head coaching job, it was kind of an intern, and now he's here as a mm-hmm. full-time head coach. You know, I think, I think uh, the thing that stuck out to me, and like I kind of mentioned beforehand, is this, you know, he, he always did a good job of understanding how to treat men. You know, and, and in professional football – you're not dealing with kids. Uh, you're not dealing with people that, you know, you, you should have to drag along every day. You're dealing with people who were paid to be there, right? Or you were paid to be there and we have a job to do. And he never let that get over, you know, get in the way of anything. I mean, he was very respectful. And, and, and so, you know, guys who really love the game of football, you know, they, they respect that type of stuff from their from a coach because, hey, there's a little bit of autonomy. Like, I don't have to get you going. You know, I know you know what to do when you get out here. That's why you're here. You're a good football player. Uh, but this is what I need you to do in terms of our scheme. This is what I need you to do in terms of how we practice. So what I would expect, man, is they're going to be a tight-knit group because that's that when, when you have a guy in leadership from that perspective, um, that usually promotes chemistry. That usually promotes connectivity. And, and so, you know, the best teams that you're ever on uh, are a part of, they kind of are player-led. You know what I mean? You let your, you let your leaders lead, and, and, and it kind of grows legs of its own. So, you know, I think he's going to really – bring that back to that organization to where the type of people that are getting brought in into the building are going to be high character people. They're going to be, they're going to be pros pros. And uh, he's going to expect those guys to play hard every day and they're going to do it because they, I mean, that's, that's the agreement that they came into the building with. 
Did you come across in your career in the CFL, uh, Kahari Jones or Baron Miles? Okay, so I've never dealt with Baron Miles. I've never, I've never, I've never crossed paths with him, but I've heard a lot about him. Uh, when I was injured in 2018, this is how I got into coaching. Uh, I asked Kavis Reed, who was the GM at the time at Montreal West, I said, listen, I can't play anymore, but can I coach? And, you know, thankfully, he, let, he gave me a laptop and said, get to work, man. And, and Kahari was, I believe, he was either the offensive coordinator or the quarterback's coach. And so I didn't know, I didn't know anything about offensive football. So I was in there with Kahari, you know, and, and I don't know if he remembers this, but, uh, you know, I would ask him, like, hey, how do, you, how do you block up inside zone? How do you do this? You know, what, you know just picking his brain. And, and a lot of the stuff that he told me early on, I still, I used for a long time and still do use. So, you know, I wouldn't sit there and say he met, or, you know, he, it was an apprenticeship by any means, but um, I got to see him, at, see him coach and see him develop players and, and, uh, and, and so, I, yes, I, I have some experience with him, and I'm excited to see what he does as well. Last one for me for you. You and I used to have some fun with this whenever you join us in the past. As a uh, former Spartan, did you love or hate seeing the Wolverines smash the Buckeyes two years in a row? Yeah, see, that's, that's, a, that's yeah. a tricky – it's, like it's, it's a weird question, man. <laughs> it's a weird way to feel it. <laughs> he, he waited until the end. Just so you know. Yeah, I see that, man. I, you know what? I was going to bring up the Dallas Cowboys, so you know yep. we're still going to get there. Well, they're the, <laughs> on the cusp, Mitch. Like, are you talking about the man of the year, the Walter Payton Award winner? Wow. Man, like what more <laughs> could you ask for? <laughs> well, to answer the first question, <laughs> no. Uh, no, I did not like seeing Michigan beat Ohio State because I think um, I will say this: It's good for football. It's good for the Big Ten. I'm a fan of the Big Ten. Always will be because I, you know, I, that's home cooking for me. But um, you know, at, at, I can't help but have that rivalry, man. It's in my blood, and it, you know, it's one of those one of those deals, man. It's just I can't. It was ingrained into me as a kid because my mom and dad both attended Michigan State. I went to Michigan State. Coach D'Antonio, you know, just pounded that home like, hey, we do not like that team in Ann Arbor. So um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to root for them. You know, the, the TCU loss, I mean, it, you know, deep down inside, I was like, yes. You know, I'm feeling really good. <laughs> there you go. So, we didn't so, have to mention that part. Uh, we, we, could, we, just, we just stay with the Buckeyes. That's all. Uh, I, I, uh-huh. I knew the answer. I knew the answer. I just had to bring it up because every chance I get a chance to bring that up, I will, especially with you. Yeah. Okay, so get to That's the right, Dallas man. Cowboys. Well, tell, me yeah. that they're not on the, tell me they're not on the cusp of greatness here. You know what, man? You guys, all Cowboys – Spent a lot of time the last year in Texas hearing all the Cowboy fans, man. You guys all sound the same. Like we're right there, we're right there, and you guys have the same problem every year. It's it's a choke in the first round, right? So I mean, it's you understand we retired Tom Brady in the first round this year, right? We retired that guy. <laughs> the banner's up. Remember we it's, we we right, beat here, them to a pulp in Tampa. You remember that, right? Yeah, I do remember that. I know, I know uh, that's not going over well either. But uh, <laughs> I will say this. I will say this though. You know. They have some talent. They're a very talented team. Unfortunately, I, I don't think that the expectations are always high for that, that organization in all seriousness. So, I mean, until they win a Super Bowl, until they, they have that trophy, man, I don't think it'll ever be good enough because they do spend so much money on it and they do take, you know, take so much um, primetime TV. You know, the expectation is for them to be the best in the, in the, in the world. And, and so it's a tough deal, man. It's a, it's a tough organization yeah. to coach for and, and be a part of. What's not – bad though is they don't have to pay for their food like the Arizona Cardinals and that new report that came out that <laughs> players have to go in and pay for some of their own meals um 
with wow. as good of a guy as you are, Mitch, uh, I hope that you spend more time coaching football than going to weddings because I feel like you're invited <laughs> to a lot of weddings now. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, we really thank you for spending a little bit of time with us. Uh, and I know that when either Steve Bundegram Creature or I come through Logan, Utah, that we're going to be looked after. You guys, listen, anytime you guys want to come here and, and ski or, you know, I, I, I don't know how to ski, so I'm excited to kind of get my get my feet wet on that one or my beak wet on that one. But anytime you guys want to come by, man, please it, let me know. And I, I appreciate you guys inviting me back, man. I, I love talking to you guys, man. You guys, it brings me back to some of the best times that I ever had as a player, man, and I really appreciate that. Well, I'll look after all four of your kids if I can come out and spend a couple of days in Logan, Utah. How about that? They're, they're a lot now. They're a handful now, man. Yep. I don't know if you got it in you. <laughs> oh, you've met me. Come on. Uh, we'll, we'll have those kids turned around in no time. Mitchell White, thanks very much. Really appreciate it. We'll check back in with you soon. All right, guys, man. Thank you, guys. Mitchell White, former Ottawa Red Black, Grey Cup winner. Pretty good uh, year in 2016. Met his wife. Won the Grey Cup. And now a father of four, both offensive and defensive coach at Utah State, passing game coordinator and the secondary coach. I just looked up Logan, Utah, and some of the the pictures. Looks pretty good. Life's good for Mitchell White. As you said, Graham, first time he rolled in here, you just knew that this was a good guy. Not like I I knew who he was and what position he played, but like I'd never had any other interaction with him and... You go, oh, Mitch White's coming in. I think it was probably to tee up Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, oh, he's coming in for an hour. It's like, okay, I, I don't know a lot about this guy, but okay. And then, like, immediately, like, oh, my God, that guy's awesome. Yeah. He can talk anything, right, and kind of pick you up along the way because he's a pretty positive guy. So, lucky. Logan does look nice. Does, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> like, I'm telling you, I'll, I'll babysit for a couple of days just to go to Logan, Utah. Uh, We'll talk to Mitchell White again soon. We'll come back with more of The Drive on TSN 1200. TSN Weekend Reunion Day. One day only. Lever Sage, Graham Creech, and Steve Bunda. Our good friend, Angelo and Barhaven. You know, he was a staple of TSN Weekend as well. That's right. Can you confirm if they'll be selling any TSN Weekend Reunion swag at the merch table at 87 George Street? Some great memories come flashing back. Some bake-offs, some on-air consumption of Carolina Reapers. Oh, I remember that day. The old (laughs) Carolina Reaper that Bunda ate on the air. And for, like, legitimately 60 seconds, I was worried about his health. Pick three hockey challenges. The Cult of Vasilevsky. Letters to Santa. In-studio tailgating and much, much more. What a beauty trio. So great, too. Listen to the frivolity of you fine gentlemen together again needs to happen more often. Well, for it to happen, the next hour, we have to go back to break. In 580 CFRA News Update, come back with what you need to know, and we will get into some of that frivolity when we come back here on The Drive on TSN 1200.